I want to look to the Lord uh, for the thought that he had uh, given me for all of us here tonight. Uh, it comes from the Gospel of Matthew. We continue this series on, on kingdom principles. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25, listen to this verse. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined. And every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Now, Jesus was talking to the religious leaders because he had performed the miracle, and the religious leaders said that it was by the power of Satan that Jesus actually cast out a demon. And so that's when Jesus said, well, wait a second. If Satan casts out Satan, then he's divided against himself. So he brings in uh, this incredible teaching, this kingdom principle, that every kingdom that's divided against itself, whether it's the kingdom of darkness or any other kingdom, any kingdom that's fighting against itself will be ruined, will be destroyed. And notice that he... uh, and it, that this word divided is what I want to focus in on tonight, division. If you would look up on the dictionary, simple definition, it's a, division just simply means multiple or split visions uh, or opinions for all of us to help us uh, just make it very practical tonight. And so notice division, when people have different visions or opinions, and insist that their vision must be followed, you have division. You see, it's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's when, when division occurs is when you start insisting that your vision is the only way, that everything has to go that way, and when you have two people or two families or two kingdoms, whatever they might be, when, when, when you have that kind of clashing, that's when you have Division, And when you have division, Jesus said every kingdom, every kingdom, which means every nation for all of us, uh, every city, Jesus said, or every household that is divided will be ruined, will not stand, will be destroyed. And so the kingdom principle that I want to leave with us here tonight that we're going to pray over is that simply that division ruins, but unity builds. Division ruins, but unity builds. Now, to give you an example of this, in Acts chapter 15, the the Bible teaches us here that Paul and Barnabas, they had a different vision uh, regarding Mark. John Mark was uh, with them on the first missionary trip, but at some point in time, he had uh, left them, abandoned them is the uh, more correct term. He abandoned them. And so now on this second missionary trip, Barnabas wants to take Mark again, but Paul was uh, totally uh, was against that because he felt, what if he abandons us again? And the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 15, verse 39, that they had such a sharp disagreement 
that they parted company. Barnabas was insisting that we, they, they, they take along Mark, and Paul said, there's no way I'm going to uh, agree to that. And they couldn't come to an agreement with that. They couldn't come to some understanding. And it became so contentious, so heated, that they decided to part company. Division ruined the team that God had put together. Because if you look at Acts chapter 13, when you go home, you will find that the Holy Spirit, while the leadership was praying and fasting, the Spirit of the Lord said, you separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I have called them. Yeah. God put this, them together as a team. And yet, because of their different visions on Mark and, and his ministry, they wound up separating and going their separate ways because division ruins, but unity builds, you see. When we have marriages and families, they're being torn apart by division. Let's just take marriage for a moment. When, when a marriage is divided, it means that the wife has a vision and the husband has a vision that differs from the wife and both are dug in. See, again, let me make sure you understand, having a different opinion isn't division. It's when you get dug into that opinion and you refuse to yield. When both sides refuse to yield, they have two visions and they're both fighting to see which vision wins. And when you have that division, you have ruin. Families, marriages end in divorce and break up, or they wind up having these intense battles in the home simply because one is set in their vision and the other is set in their vision, and neither one is willing to compromise or to really seek God and say, is there a middle ground that we can reach here some way, somehow? And we have families torn apart, marriages torn apart. Right now, our nation is being ruined because of division, because we're dug in to what we feel we want to see happening, and there is no middle ground anymore. It's either you're for or you're against, period. Division. Now, with division's ability to ruin, I, I, I think that's why the Word of God exhorts us to make sure that we guard against it. Let me read to you a couple of scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. The apostle Paul said, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Then when he wrote to the uh, Ephesian church, Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. In, the, in Corinthians, there was division. There were people that were saying, I follow Paul. And another group in the church was saying, well, we follow Peter. And the other one, no, we follow this guy. And they had all of these sects within, uh, sect, make sure you say it, not S-E-X, S-E-C-T, okay? <laughs> 
They had all of these sects, and they're still not coming out right. Let's move on. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right in the church, and all of these, hey, I got a better word, camps. That was the camp of Paul and the camp of Peter and this guy's camp over there. And, and, and Paul said, wait a second. What's all this division? In fact, I don't want anybody in my camp. I don't, want, I, I don't have a camp. You guys got to be perfectly united in mind and in thought. That's why I told the church in Ephesus. You got to make every effort. Listen, keeping the unity takes effort. Because we all have opinions. You have to make a concerted effort, and you have to do it through the bond of peace. Do you know that peace sometimes means that you have to swallow your pride? Peace sometimes means that you have to be willing to back up and say, for the sake of unity, I'm going to let this go. The problem is, it's the pride factor that doesn't want to let it go. Because the more we are dug in that we are right, we get to a point where we get so entrenched in what we want and what we believe is right and what we uh, believe has to happen that we become immovable. Or to put it another word, stubborn. And churches get split over different opinions and sect. I was reading just this morning how the Southern Baptist Convention is going on and there's a major problem going on in the convention because now all of a sudden you have a set of group that's saying, this is what we want and we're not moving from that. And another group is saying, no, but this is what we want and we're not moving from that. And now the, the leadership is trying to figure out how, how can we move from this position? We have all of these uh, people taking these strong positions and saying that they won't move. It's how we've gotten over the years different names and different religions. It's all because somewhere along the way, somebody said, we're not going to do that anymore. We, we see something different, and we're going to go our own way. And, and the unity was broken because of this stance. And that's why the, the Bible exhorts us that we need to be perfectly united, in, complete in our unity in mind and in thought. And that just simply means we have to have the same goal. Have to have the same goal. Marriages have to have the same goal. Families have to have the same goal. Churches have to have the same goal. Nations have to have the same goal. When, when we don't have the same goal, then we open the door to division, and then ruin comes in. By the way, it's also why Jesus, in John chapter 17, in his Final prayer, if you will. Great intercessory prayer there. Jesus prayed for the church. And he prayed, that the, Father, that they might be one. Even as you and I are one. It was a great prayer of the Lord. You see, the, king, the, the kingdom principle we're focusing in on that we're going to pray is that the vision ruins, but unity builds. And I want to pray for unity tonight. In the book of Second Chronicles, in chapter 30, verse 12, we find this. Also in Judah, the hand of God 
was on the people to give them unity of mind to carry out what the king and his officials had ordered following the word of the Lord. Israel was in a bad place spiritually. They were not following God. They were not obeying God's word. And the king felt compelled in his spirit to, to bring restoration in the kingdom in, by, in that we need to get back to serving God. We need to get back to obeying God's word. We need to get back to, to the people that we were created to be. And he gathered the officials and they agreed. And then they issued the declaration before the people saying, we got to go back to serving the Lord. And notice that the Bible says that the hand of God was on the people to give them unity. I want to pray tonight that the hand of God would be upon marriages. I want to pray that the hand of God would be on households tonight to give them unity. That the hand of God would be upon churches to give them unity. That the hand of God would be on our nation to give us unity. A final verse, and then we'll go to prayer. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. We read this about a week or so ago. Jesus said this, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, what does that sound like to you? Sounds like unity to me. It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. See, unity is such a powerful thing that Jesus said, if you can get unified in your prayer, you will receive answers from my Father in heaven. Unity is so crucial, so critical, my brothers and sisters. We're living in a day and age where everything you can imagine is divided. And it's just bringing ruin and destruction every which way around. So tonight, will you agree with us as we look to the Lord tonight? Pastor Jason, I know you just sat down, but could you, you, you can just sit down at the panel, just play lightly in there. But I want to look to the Lord tonight. I want to pray and ask God to put his hand on every marriage. Maybe you know a marriage. Uh, may, they don't have to come to this church, but you may, maybe it's a family member or uh, a, a friend that you know their marriage is going through difficult times, serious difficult time, because there's division. They're, they're not on the same page. They don't have the same goals, and there's clashing going on. And we want to believe God tonight. I believe God can turn every marriage around. I believe there's no such thing as a marriage so far gone that God can't turn it around. I believe that God can move in a whole household where brothers and sisters or, 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 or son, sons and daughters to, to mom and dad where there's, where there's strife going on because of division and everybody wants their own way happening and have their own goals. I believe that the, we can pray tonight. We can agree together. Father, we are asking for a release of the hand of God, your hand upon every marriage, upon every 
household. Let's, let's pause even right there. Come on, church. Lift up your voice and begin to pray with me right now. Begin to pray with me right now. Let's believe God right now. I know that it is the will of God that we would see marriages flourish. I know it's the will of God that we would see households flourish. But Jesus said that when there's division, when that household cannot stand. That household cannot be uh, 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 be. Uh, Go forward in strength and, and, and prosperity. So, Father, we call upon your name tonight. We call upon your name because when the king and the officials called the people together, God, it was your hand that was upon them, oh God, to be unified. It was your hand that moved the hearts of people, oh God. And who else can move our hearts when we are, when we are stuck in that place, oh God, and refusing to yield when we in our stubbornness are insisting in our own way and, to, and in our own goals, oh God. Who else can get a hold of this wicked heart? Who else can turn this hard heart away from that thing, oh God? Only you, God. And so tonight, Father, we lift up our voice. We stand on the promise of your word that we're to agree on, on anything it will be done by my Father in heaven. You said essentially that when there's unity in prayer, God answers. So we're unified tonight, Father. We're unified tonight, Father. We are unified tonight. We have the same heart, the same goal. We want to see marriages flourish, God. We want to see families flourish, oh God. We want to see division rooted out, oh God, in households, God. We want to see marriages and households with the same goal. We want to see them unified in mind and thought in spirit, Lord, having the same goal. Let your hand be upon every father. Let your hand be upon every mother. Let your hand be upon every husband. Let your hand be upon every wife, Lord. Oh, Father, we call upon your name, Father. We call upon your name, God. We call upon your name. Hallelujah. 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 Let your hand be upon those marriages, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Gold 
His final purpose is division among the body of Christ. Division in families. Because if he can divide, then he has conquered, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh God, you show me a picture. Hallelujah. Of when we take a stand for our own opinions and thoughts, for our viewpoint. It's as if we were standing on quitsand and not even knowing it. And we dug our feet and we keep digging and digging. And that quitsand is sucking the life out of us. It's pulling us down to the depths of darkness. That is what disunity is, Lord. Hallelujah. How can we tell the world to follow Christ? If our very lives don't preach it, don't live it, that our very words at one moment is praising you and in the next, God, we're judging and condemning and cursing someone that we love, Lord. Oh, forgive us. Hallelujah. Forgive us, oh God. I pray that each and every one of us that is here May leave tonight, Lord, remembering this word that you have given to us. Because more than ever before, the church of Jesus Christ must be united in Christ. We have to stand firm because the darkness is coming even greater. And if we want to be deceived... And we'll go to the path of disunity. Hallelujah. Jesus. But help us by your mercy and your grace yes. to stand firm on your word. Yes. To encourage one another. To love one another. To esteem one another. To respect one another. Hallelujah. To embrace one another. So that all that we say and all that we do will glorify you. Yes, Lord. It will glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, merciful God, for your mercy. Thank you that you're the God of the second chance. And tonight we repent, Lord. Whatever degree there may have been of disunity in our wicked hearts. Help us to seek you more than ever before. Because when we seek you and we walk in your ways and not in ours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. corporate church, not one individual church, but in the church, we see such division today. As a presbyter, I've had for the last, oh my Lord, it's been nine years now that God has graciously enabled me to to sit at the table and with other presbyters and make decisions revolving the 
300 churches of the Assemblies of God in the state of Illinois. And I can tell you the times that we have wept at that table because we've had to deal with churches that are full of strife. There's such division between the pastor to the leadership, to the people. And I'm sharing this not to share a war story or, or, or to glamorize it, but I, I want you to get a grip, grip and a picture of what is transpiring, how the enemy seeks to destroy. We had one church that we actually came to the decision. Our superintendent said, I will no longer give you a pastor because every pastor that we give you, you wind up killing. And by killing, he meant they get so destroyed that they don't even want to be a pastor anymore. They're, they're so at odds and saying, we want a pastor that will do what we want to be done. Do it our way. So they don't really want a pastor. They just want a yes person that will stand there and say, yes, yes, yes. And that's the pure essence of what division is all about. A wise person once told me, if you only submit when you agree, then you don't have submission. See, submission really gets tested when you are going to yield to something you don't necessarily agree with. But you're doing it for the sake of peace. You're doing it for the sake of unity. And as the Bible exhorts us, we've got to do whatever we got to do to maintain to guard the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I want to publicly thank God that for the 17 years that we've been here at this church, God has granted us that. Unity of spirit in the leadership among the pastors, among the leadership council. Uh, we've not always agreed but we've agreed to keep peace. We've agreed to pray and make sure that we got the mind of the Lord. And we realize this is not about one person having their way. This is about us trying to our best to discover the path that God wants for us. And I thank God we've been able to accomplish that in the years that uh, my wife and I have been here. So I, I want to make sure you understand. I, but I see the importance of this thing and how easy it can creep in. Agree with me one more time. Father, I want to lift up my heart and join my brothers and sisters when we pray for churches. Our church and every other church, everyone that's called by your name, everyone that's washed in your blood, every church that is filled with the Spirit of the Lord, we lift them up before the throne of grace tonight, God. We are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. He loves to weave in seeds of division into the leadership uh, and, and among between the leadership and the congregation. Just trying to sow seeds of discord, oh God, where people now get entrenched in what they want to see happening. And the next thing you know, we're no longer fighting the devil, we're fighting one another. And whenever that takes place, we're ruined. The testimony is ruined. The church is ruined. And so we pray tonight, Father, 
would you give wisdom to the leadership of every church? The pastors, the leadership councils, God. Would you give them the wisdom to lead the people of God in unity, oh God? Would they, would, that they would be one, God, in their goal. We want to obey the word of the Lord. That's what you did when your hand was upon the people. Then, oh God, they came together, oh God, and they, they, the goal was we want to get back to obeying the word of the Lord. And that's what we desire, God, not just for our church, but for every church, oh God, that we would be united in that goal to do everything in such a way so that it complies with the word of the Lord, which then will bring honor and glory to your name. Let your hand be upon every church, we pray, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. And we can't stop praying until we also pray for our nation. I don't want a democratic nation. I don't want a republican nation. I don't want... A an independent nation. I want a united nation. I want our nation to recognize we can have differences of opinions, but we can still be one in our goal, to do what's right on behalf of the people and to be able to work together to achieve that goal. There are a lot of things that our nation needs. No one will dispute that. But the only way we will be able to achieve that with God's grace if we're united in that goal. Father, one more time we pray. Because you said that a nation that's divided cannot stand. Any kingdom that's divided against itself cannot stand. And we are seeing such great division lately in our nation, God. We see division uh, among our Congress. We see division among cultures, oh God. There's so many uh, seeds of discord that are mushrooming and out of control. They're like weeds growing everywhere. And Lord, as you did back then, your hand was upon the people. And they, had, they were unified in getting back to serving you. We used to be a nation that, 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 that was centered around the word of God. We used to be a nation that, that, that called itself a Christian nation. But we've gotten so far from that. And now there's so many different voices clamoring for the attention, uh, demanding that their way be the only way. God, I don't, certainly don't know what to do, but I know that you know what to do. We pray, Father, that in your grace and in your mercy, that your hand would be upon the leaders of our nation. Begin there, God. Let the leadership be unified, oh God. Let every, let every uh, senator, let every congressman, let every governor, every mayor, let, let all those that are, serve us in public office be unified in the goal, oh God of establishing peace and doing what's right on behalf of the whole God. Help us to be unified, God, we pray. In Jesus' name.
Amen.